0: Allahumma erina al-haqqa haqqan wa rizukna wa erina al batla wa rizukna ajtinabe Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Saeed Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the webpage www.reflections.com Rn.org. Inshallah today we will try to finish reading the ninth word. The ninth word is the ninth treatise in the uh, book The Words Sözler or in Arabic Al-Kalimat by Beda'u Zaman Said Nursi. It is about the allocation of the times of the five daily prayers in a day. This is the fifth Episode and in the previous episodes we try to summarize uh, what was coming before. In the second episode we try to summarize the first, the third, the first and second, the fourth, the first, second and third. Inshallah, uh, in this episode I would like to do something different and not summarize but try to talk about the insight that one might take from reading the ninth word. What I mean by this is God created human beings in order to be a mirror, in order to reflect his names, his attributes, in order to be a mirror to his beauty and majesty. The times, as Ustad Nursi tells us in the ninth word, the times that the five daily prayers are allocated to, are each the beginnings or the moments of great transformation in a day and through a mechanism through uh, being connected through the creator to the rest of the creation to the entire creation they also remind us of and they are uh, related to great transformation in transformations in larger time spans such as the, the time of the morning prayer between daybreak and sunrise reminding us of the time that a person, a human being, is put in the womb of his mother or the early spring or the beginning of uh, the the, the um, humankind on earth or the first day in the creation of the heavens and the earth, first out of the six days in the creation of the heavens and the earth. And these great transformations, these moments, instances of great transformations are occasions for us to observe God's names and attributes as they manifest on the creation at a, with a higher intensity. Because again, there are times of transformation, even in history, even in human life. The moments of transition and transformation and sometimes crisis, sometimes um, improvement from one stage to another are all moments in which one can observe more of the nature of what is involved in those transformations. Therefore, that humans are created as a to, to be a mirror to God's names and attributes, to God, and these moments manifest God's names and attributes with a higher intensity leads us to think that there is more of an opportunity for human beings to fulfill their function as human beings at these moments. And this is the wisdom, this is one of the wisdoms that Ustad Nursi tells us in the allocation of the times of the five daily prayers. We have talked about this in detail with regard to all of the times and, and we tried to see examples of what those great, great transformations in the creation might be that are related, related to each of these times. And then we turned inward and tried to talk about, think about the implications of um, contemplating, recognizing, those great transformations and the relationship between the times that we pray our prayers that we perform our prayers and those great events in the larger time scales how contemplating that might contribute to us to recognize ourselves to understand ourselves and more importantly to understand our relationship with our lord and therefore for us to know to learn about our lord god in that in this inward contemplation we talked about the fajr morning prayer Zuhr, uh, noon prayer asr uh, afternoon prayer maghrib evening prayer and inshallah today we are going to talk about the night prayer or the late night prayer isha uh, prayer and with that we will con- conclude, inshallah, the ninth word. As it was the case with the section of this fifth subtle point of the ninth word, where we talk about these inward implications, the uh, section that Ustad Nursi has written about Aisha is quite lengthy and it is one or two really long, huge sentences. So, inshallah, we are going to read it in relatively large chunks and then try to provide interpretations and insights, reflections on each of those chunks, especially the uh, chunk about the meaning of the Isha prayer at the time that's allocated for that is to come is going to be very long. Please bear with me. There is Barakah, there is increase in blessings in in listening to this in Turkish too. So please be patient and bear with me and then there will come an English language translation and interpretation after that. Eşha vaktindeki o vakit gündüzün ufukta kalan bakiye asarı dahi kaybolup gece alemi kainatı kaplar. Mukallebul leyli ve nehar olan kadir Celal'in o beyaz sahifeyi bu siyah sahifeye çevirmesindeki tasarrufat-ı rabbaniyesiyle, yazın müzeyyen yeşil sahifesini kışın varid veya sahifesine çevirmesindeki şemsi vel kamer olan Hakim-i Kemal'in icraat-ı ilahiyesini hatırlatır. Hem mürur-u zamanla ehli kuburun bakiye asarı dahi şu dünyadan kesilmesiyle, bütün bütün başka aleme geçmesindeki Halık-ı Mevt ve hayatın şuunat-ı ilahiyesini andırır. Hem dar ve fani ve hakir dünyanın tamamen harap olup azim ile vefat edip, geniş ve baki ve azametli alem ahiretin inkişafında Halık-ı arz ve semavatın tasarrufat-ı celaliyesini ve tecelliyat-ı cemaliyesini andırır, hatırlattırır bir zamandır. Hem şu kainatın malik ve mutasarrıf hakikisi, mabud ve mahbub-ı hakikisi o zat olabilir ki, gece, gündüzü, kış ve yazı, dünya ve ahireti bir kitabın sahifleri gibi suhuletle çevirir, yazar, bozar, değiştirir. Bütün bunlara hükmeder bir kadir mutlak olduğunu ispat eden bir vaziyettir. İnşallah we will uh, try to go over this part and translate it first and then we will move on. This is... Primarily about the meaning or description of the time of Asha. That the time in the night when the remaining light of the sun that's in the atmosphere also disappears and it's complete darkness. Unless there is moon and star, but from the point of view of receiving the sun's light, it is complete darkness. There is no sunlight left. That is the time of Asha o vakit gündüzün ufukta kalan bakiyeyi kaybolup gece kainatı kaplar. At the time of Isha, when even the day's remaining traces in the horizon disappear and the realm of the night covers the universe. So try to imagine this. Even the remaining traces of the day in the horizon disappear and the horizon refers to the atmosphere, the disappearance of the uh, sunlight in the horizon but also we can think of this and we should think of this as the remaining traces of what we lived through that day the experiences of that day all the material world that we interacted with in, in that day they all are now disappearing from sight darkness is descending on this on the face of the earth on our each of our universes it is becoming pitch black, pitch black, nothing is left, that's the time of Isha It is a time, so what does this remind us of? What are the meanings that we should find in this? It is a time that brings to mind the Lordly Rabbani disposals, in that the All-Powerful One full of majesty who alternates the day and the night turns this white page over to that black page. So, God, who is Qadir, Rizul Jalal, He is the all powerful one and He is full of majesty. How do we know? We know because everything disappeared. Everything that we could possibly and mistakenly, of course, attribute power to are now gone. They all set, they all disappeared. He is the only one that is still there with, with in, in His entire glory and majesty. And He is the Lord. He is the one who is taking care of us and everything else. He is the one who is in charge, to whom we turn to when we need something. He is the Lord. He is all-powerful, full of majesty. And He is the one who is muqallabul layli nahar he is the one who turns the day and the night. And he can be the one. He can Only he can be the one who turns this white page of the day over to that black page of the night. So this is a, a time. The time of Isha is a time that reminds us of this as well as the divine execution. In, in the first sentence we used Rabbani disposals uh, in the second sentence we are going to use divine execution ijraat rabbaniyah is more about uh, what we receive from from god more about god's acts upon his creation whereas divine execution is regardless right it is god as as as, as god Regardless his power, his execution, regardless of that interaction with the with the creation, as well as the divine execution in that the all-wise, full of perfection, Hakimi Zul Kemal, who subjugates the sun and the moon, turns that beautified green page of the summer over to the winter's cold and white page. We are trying to recognize that there is one who turns these pages Pages over. The, the white page of the day is turning over, and now it is the black page of the night. The beautified green page of the summer turns over, and now it is the white and cold page of the winter. There is one who turns these pages, and he is God. And God is all-powerful, majestic and god is the one who turns the night and night and the day and god is all wise and full of perfection Zul and he is he is the one who subjugates the sun and the moon it is he who is the causer of these tremendous Majestic, awe-inspiring transformations that we observe in the in the universe. It is also a time that reminds us of the divine patterns in the acts of the Creator of death and life. And here the word that's used is shuunat. It's a um, somewhat difficult word to grasp and where, he, uh, where Ustad Musi talks about it in detail, he says that there is a secret here, so it is not going to open, crack open for everyone right away. But divine patterns in the acts might be a, an appropriate translation for this word. So it is a time. What is a time? The time of Isha is a time that reminds us of the divine patterns in the acts of the creator of death and life. So we are referring to divine patterns And we see that he is the one who gives life and takes life. And there is a pattern, established pattern in this. All souls are going to taste death. So we observe patterns in the way that people, or all all animate beings, but people, especially humans, come to life and take their leave from life. It's a pattern. It reminds, the time of Isha reminds us of the divine patterns in the acts of the creator of death and life in or through the cessation of even the remaining traces of the people of the grave. How many millions, billions of people are in the graves? And as we talked talked before, we don't even see their traces that are left behind. Even their bones became earth as as they move on from this world to a completely different realm. We see the patterns in the acts of the creator of death and life in or through the cessation of even the remaining traces of the people of the grave as they, the people of the grave, and all all those traces too, move on from this world to a completely different realm. All those traces, whatever was left, behind, they will, they will move on from this world to a completely different realm, And that brings to mind, we are still talking about the time of Aisha, what does it mean? What does it remind us of? And that brings to mind and reminds of the majestic disposals and beautiful manifestations of the Creator of the heavens and the earth in the opening of the expansive, everlasting and tremendous realm of the hereafter when this narrow, transient and lowly world becomes completely ruined and dies with tremendous death throes so this is this is referring to doomsday end of times the saa the time right that that when that comes this narrow transient lowly world will become ruined it will be completely ruined and it will die in tremendous death throes but then that's going to open up an expansive everlasting tremendous realm the realm of the hereafter and the time of Esha reminds us of the majestic disposals and beautiful manifestations of the creator of the heavens and the earth in that opening. The opening of the expansive, everlasting and tremendous realm of the hereafter. Hem şu kainatın malik ve mutasarrıfı hakikisi, mabud ve mahbubu hakikisi o zat olabilir ki, Gece gündüzü, kış ve yazı, dünya ve ahireti bir kitabın sayfeleri gibi suhuletle çevirir, yazar, bozar, değiştirir. Bütün bunlara hükmeder bir kadiri mutlak olduğunu ispat eden bir vaziyettir. So in summary, we will relate all of this, all of what we talked about, read about and talked about to God. And it true owner and disposer of this cosmos the true owner and the one who is in charge truly in charge in this cosmos the time of Isha reminds us tells us that the true owner and the true disposer of this cosmos its true God object of worship Ma'bud, and its true beloved Mahbub, can only be The one who turns the night and the day, the winter and the summer, and the world and the hereafter, like the pages of a book, with ease, then writes, then erases, and then changes. The true owner can only be him who turns all of these things. So the God who turns the day to night cannot be separate or different. From the God that turns the the the summer over to winter, and that cannot be different from the God that will turn this world to the hereafter. It is the same God, one who is in charge of, or one who is not in charge of everything, cannot be in charge of anything in this creation. This is you know, one of the primary principles that we are going to learn from Mr. Nursi. One who is not in charge of everything, cannot be in charge of anything. The true owner and disposer of this cosmos, the true God, object of worship, and its the, the cosmos, as the creation's true beloved, can only be the one who turns the night and the day, the winter and the summer, and the world and the hereafter, like the pages of a book, with ease, then writes, then erases, then changes. The time of Isha is a situation that proves that he, God, is an absolutely all-powerful one who rules over all of these. The night descends, everything disappears. Whatever we thought, we mistakenly thought had any power is now disappearing. And That's what Ibrahim salam said. I don't love those that set, that disappear. So we learned about the meaning of the time of Asia, how it relates to uh, events, happenings, great transformations in larger timescales. We learned, we understood that it can only be the one who is in charge of everything, who can create the situation, the situation of Asia. uh, the descent of darkness on everything and them all being covered by darkness. It can only be him who is in charge of the day and the night and the seasons and the creation in its entirety. We learned all of these, we are contemplating these, and then we turn again inward and we start to think about so what does this mean for me? The tiny human being who is living somewhere on on earth, wherever that small world in the world, small space in the world, maybe, what do I do? What does this mean for me? What becomes incumbent upon me upon learning this? What can I hope from this? What can I expect from this? What should I be careful about after having learned this? So we turn inward, we turn to ourselves, we turn to our human reality and we ask these questions. And here is the answer that Üstad Nursi gives to us. <coughs> i̇şte nihayetsiz aciz, zaif, hem nihayetsiz fakir, muhtaç, hem nihayetsiz bir istikbal zulümatına dalmakta hem nihayetsiz hadisat içinde çalkanmakta olan ruhu beşer. Yatsı namazını kılmak için, şu manadaki işada İbrahim Vâri, لَا اُحَبُّ الْاَفِل۪ينَ deyip, مَابُدُوا لَمْ يَزَلْ مَحْبُبُ لَا يَزَالٍ dergâhına namaz ile iltica edip, ve şu fâni âlemde ve fâni ömürde ve karanlık dünyada ve karanlık istikbalde, bir baki isermedi ile münacat edip, bir parçacık bir sohbeti bakiye, birkaç dakikacık bir ömrü bakiye içinde dünyasına nur serpecek, istikbalini ışıklandıracak, mevcudatın ve ahbabının firak ve zevalinden neşet eden yaralarına merhem sürecek olan rahman Rahim'in iltifat-ı rahmetini ve nur hidayetini görüp istemek, hem vakkaten onu unutan ve gizlenen dünyayı o dahi unutup dertlerini kalbine almasıyla rahmete döküp, Hem ne olur ne olmaz, ölüme benzeyen uykuya girmeden evvel son vazifeyi i ubudiyetini yapıp, yevmiye defteri amelini Hüsn-ü Hatime ile bağlamak için salata kıyametmek yani bütün fani sevdiklerine bedel bir mabud ve mahbub-u bakinin ve bütün dilencilik ettiği acizlere bedel bir kadir-i kerimin ve bütün titrediği muzurların şerrinden kurtulmak için bir hafiz-i rahimin huzuruna çıkmak, Hem Fatiha ile başlamak, yani bir şeye yaramayan ve yerinde olmayan nakıs, fakir mahlukları medih ve minnettarlığa bedel, bir kamil mutlak ve gani mutlak ve rahim-i kerim olan Rabbül Alemin'i medh sena etmek. Hem iyyaken ken Abud hitabına, hitabına terakki etmek, yani küçüklüğü, hiçliği, kimsesizliği ile beraber ezel ve ebed sultanı olan Malik-i Yevmiddin'e intisabıyla, şu kainatta nazdar bir misafir ve ehemmiyetli bir vazifedar makamına girip, اِيَّاكَ ve وَاِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ demekle bütün mahlukat namına kainatın cemaat-i kübrası ve cemiyet-i uzmasındaki ibadat ve istiyanatuna takdim etmek, hem, اَهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ demekle istikbal karanlığı içinde ebediyeye giden, nurani yolu olan sırat-ı müstakime hidayeti istemek. Hem şimdi yatmış nebatat, hayvanat gibi gizlenmiş güneşler, hışyar yıldızlar, birer nefer misüllü emrine müsahar ve bu misafir hane alemde birer lambası ve hizmetkarı olan Zat-ı Zülcelal'in kibriyasını düşünüp Allahu Ekber deyip rükûa varmak. Hem bütün mahlukatın secde-i kübrasını düşünüp Yani şu gecede yatmış mahlukat gibi her senede, her asırdaki enva-ı mevcudat, hatta arz, hatta dünya, birer muntazam ordu, belki birer muti, sefer gibi vazife-i ubudiyeti dünyevisinden emrikun feyekun ile edildiğiniz edildiği zaman, yani alemi gayba gönderildiği vakit, nihayet intizam ile zevalde grup seccadesinde Allahu Ekber deyip secde ettikleri, hem emrikun feyekundan gelen bir sayha ihyâ ve ikaz ile yine baharda kısmen aynen, kısmen mislen olup kıyam edip, kemer beste-i mevla oldukları gibi, şu insancık onlara ektidaen ve o rahman Kemal'in, o Rahîm-ı Zül Cemal'in bargah huzurunda hayret bir muhabbet, beka bir mahviyyet, izzet-âlûd bir tezellül içinde Allahu Ekber deyip sucuda gitmek, Yani bir nevim irade çıkmak demek olan eşya namazını kılmak ne kadar hoş, ne kadar güzel, ne kadar şirin, ne kadar yüksek, ne kadar aziz ve leziz, ne kadar makul ve münasip bir vazife, bir hizmet, bir ubudiyet, bir ciddi hakikat olduğunu elbette anladın. So we turn to ourselves and this is what we understood uh, that we should do at this time of eşya. We understand that praying the Isha prayer is absolutely right. It is the most agreeable, most pleasant, most fitting thing to do at this time, provided that we understand it with the meanings that are to come, with the meanings that Ustad Nursi is teaching us that are connected, that are attributed to prayer at this time. So what are they? What, are, what meanings are we going to be seeking in praying our prayer at the time of Isha? First, think of the human spirit. We said, man, human beings are a mirror of each, a mirror of God's names and attributes, and it is the human spirit where this is most concentrated, where all of this capacity and skills are coming from. That is the mirror, that is the in a sense, that is the shiny surface along with the heart that is the shiny surface of the human mirror. The nerves, the compulsive soul, the heart and all other faculties come together and they form, in a sense, the human spirit. So think of the human spirit. Think of the human spirit that is being tossed around between innumerable happenings throughout the day, the hustle and bustle of the days The day, the relationships that we have, the tensions that emerge from those, the necessities of life, the necessities of work, the necessities of caring for our beloved ones and so on and so forth. Think of the human spirit that has been tossed around between innumerable happenings. That is diving in. That is now, after all of this, now diving into the unlimited darkness of the future. The future. It is darkness for all of us. We don't know what's happening in two seconds from now. We don't know what's happening in two minutes from now, two hours from now, two days from now, two weeks from now, two years from now. We don't know where we will be in two years. We might have some plans we might have some schedules we might have a job and we might assume that the job will continue keep going on but we do not know exactly what is going to happen maybe maybe a a rock will fall from the sky on our shop that we that we thought we were going to be we w- we would continue to manage throughout our lives until our retirement if you are a shopkeeper for instance maybe a rock will fall from the sky and that shop will be no more Maybe, let's say, the lawyer who goes to the court and argues for his clients all day is going to have a stroke and will not will lose his or her speech. We do not know. Maybe we find ourselves in such a dire circumstance right now, but in two years we will understand that that actually was a blessing that opened the gates of a much better life for us. We do not know. We are all diving into unlimited darkness of the future the way we dive into the darkness of the night when the the darkness of the night descends. And that is infinitely impotent, weak, poor and needy. The human spirit that's tossed around, that's diving into the unlimited darkness of the future, which, which would mean that you know it needs a lot of capacity, a lot of power to deal with all of this, but at the same time it is infinitely impotent, powerless, weak, poor, and needy. So, for this human spirit, Ustad Nursi says, I understood with certainty. So he's talking on his own behalf. And somewhere Ustad Nursi says that says, I did not write anything that I did not witness. So if he writes this, he witnessed it. he he witnessed it, and therefore he's writing it. More importantly, or perhaps equally importantly, he witnessed it. He corroborated it with the uh, message of the Quran and the prophetic traditions. He corroborated it with the scripture, and then he's writing to it, uh, writing it for us. For this human spirit, he says, I understood with certainty what a pleasant, beautiful, agreeable, elevated, precious and delightful, reasonable and appropriate duty, service, form of worship, and what a serious reality it is to pray the Isha late night prayer, which in a sense is an ascension mirage to God's presence. What is it? In a sense, it is an ascension, mi'raj, to God's presence. Salah, prayer is the ascension, mi'raj, of a believer, right? And now, Isha prayer, we can't think of our entire day, all the you know prayers, Salah that we perform throughout the day as mi'raj, but Isha is the last one at the end of the journey where we are closest to our lord where everything else has set where, where we have left everything else behind and now we are be- before our lord and there is nothing between us and him mr Al-Nursi says that he understood with certainly that it is a pleasant beautiful agreeable agreeable elevated precious and delightful reasonable and appropriate duty service Form of worship and serious reality. What is it? Aisha prayer. He understood with certainty. That is, so what is Aisha prayer? What are the meanings that we are going to attribute to it? Why Ustad Nusi has understood all of this, that it is so beautiful, so nice. Aisha prayer, that is, to take refuge. So what is so agreeable? That is to take refuge with prayer and and salah. Prayer here here is salah. That is to take refuge with prayer in the court of God who has no beginning and the beloved who has no end. Why is this important? Because everything else that we loved, we considered to be, we elevated to the position of our beloveds, they don't last, But God, has no beginning. He is everlasting and has no end. And He is the the God. He is the object of worship. And He is the beloved that we love. And He has no end. He does not set. He does not disappear. We can rely on it. We can put our trust in Him. And we can love Him without those Pains of separation that we talked about before in relation to the beloveds in this world that leave, that each leave us. He does not. God does not leave us. We can rely on Him to eternity. To take refuge with prayer in the court of God who has no beginning and the beloved who has no end. At the time of Aisha, saying, La like Ibrahim alayhi I do not love those that said, In this transient realm, we are continuing the meaning of Isha prayer. In this transient realm, transient life, dark world, and dark future, to have an intimate discourse. So what's prayer, mi'araj, what did the Prophet وسلم, do at the time of the, the, the, the apex of his ascension when he was closest to the Lord? What did he do? He had a conversation with him, he had a discourse with him. In this transient realm, transient life dark world and dark future it's all transient and dark and we are looking for light and permanence can we find it yes we can find it how to have an intimate discourse with an everlasting one in an everlasting conversation and in a few minutes of everlasting life it is in this world it is a few minutes five minutes six minutes of prayer but in that, in those five, six minutes, there is everlasting life because it transfers over; it converts to everlasting life. And to see the mercy-giving, merciful ones, Rahman Rahim's light of guidance and favor of mercy that will spread light to one's world and that will illuminate it, and that, and and to be a, and it will be. A salve, an ointment, to his wounds. What wounds are we talking about? We said, man is weak, powerless, impotent, needy, poor. These are all wounds. And is there a salve, is there, is there a cure for these wounds? Yes, there is. What is it? That discourse with the Lord that's going to last forever. Why? First of all, because it will last forever, it's not doomed to disappearance. And second of all, it connects us to the all-powerful, eternal God. It connects us to Him and and we put our affairs in His hands and He takes care of them. We might be powerless, but He is powerful and He is taking care care of our work. We might be needy, well He is. The eternally besought one, he is Samad, he is the Raza. He is the one who procures everything for everybody and everything in the creation. He is the only one who can take care of all of our needs and he does take care of them. He is rich and if we submit to him, we find our place. We find our place uh, among his slaves that he blesses. We might be needy, we might be weak, we might be powerless. But as long as we put our trust in Him and we have that connection with Him which happens through faith, then we are fine. We are safe. We are in good hands. In a few minutes of everlasting life, to see the mercy giving merciful ones light of guidance and favor of mercy that will spread light to one's world and illuminate it. And be as soft to his wounds caused by the separation and disappearance of all that is in creation, along with his beloveds. Are you sorry that they disappeared? Well, they were not annihilated, they still are, thanks to him. He is the one who preserves them. So we are still talking about the meaning of Isha. Prayer. What does it mean? To forget. The world that temporarily forgets him and hides. So think of this person who is now standing on his prayer rug in the darkness of the night and everything in the world forgot about him. They all, they all went to their homes and closed, locked their doors and put their heads on their pillows and fell asleep. Nothing, nobody remembers him except, except... one who is gone. So to forget the world, so forget about everything so that you can remember one thing God. To forget the world that temporarily forgets him and hides the world hid, Okay. No worries. The one who makes it appear is here. And if he wills, he will make it appear again. If he does not, That will be the best thing for me, regardless. To forget the world that temporarily forgets him and hides, to pour his worries to the court of mercy with tears that the heart sheds, and just in case, to stand for prayer in order to fulfill his last duty of worship and close his daily logbook of deeds with a beautiful seal before entering the sleep That resembles death. So sleep resembles death. Sleep is half death. Our spirits leave our bodies during death. They they remain connected to our bodies, but they leave the bodies and they travel. So sleeping is like half death. It resembles death. And just in case, before going to sleep, because you don't know, you do not know, or we do not know that we are going to get up, what do we do? We put our trust in our Lord. How do we do that? We stand for prayer in order to fulfill our last duty of worship and close our daily logbook of deeds with a beautiful seal. And we all want that. We all want a beautiful end. We are continuing the meaning of Isha prayer. That is, to enter the presence of an everlasting God, beloved, Instead of all those transient beloveds, of a generous, all-powerful one, instead of all those powerless things that he, the traveler, begs, and of a mercy-giving protector to escape the harm of all harmful things before which he, the traveler, trembles, we find him, We find the generous, all-powerful One. We find the everlasting God and Beloved. And therefore, we do not need anything else. One who finds Him loses nothing, and one who loses Him finds nothing. So we find Him, we stand before Him in the Isha prayer, and then, and to begin with Fatiha, that is, the first chapter of the Qur'an, Fatiha, that is to praise and extol the Lord of the universes, saying Alhamdulillahi who is the mercy-giving, generous, the absolutely wealthy and the absolutely perfect in the place of praising and bring, being grateful to useless and poor creatures that are no longer in their respective places. So uh, throughout the day, as we were running after our sustenance, Perhaps we praised and we were grateful to useless and poor creatures that are just apparent causes, and we forgot our Lord. And now that the sun set, those creatures are no longer in their respective places. They disappeared from our sight. So instead of them, we praise and extol God, Lord of the universes, the mercy-giving, generous one, the absolutely wealthy and the absolutely perfect. And to advance to the address of Iyyaka and From there, after saying Fatih Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, we advance, rahman Maliki, we advance to Iyyaka Abudu. the address of Iyyaka Du. that is, you alone do we worship. This is such a powerful expression you alone do we worship. We are not talking about a third person anymore. We are talking directly to God. And he, he, he answers. Whenever someone calls on him, he answers. We need to understand what a tremendous blessing this is. We are not talking, anybody, talking about anybody. We are not talking about worldly kings and emperors and presidents and whatnot. We are talking about God, we are invited to His court where He accepts petitions, as we we will talk about. We are invited to His court and we are given the opportunity to address Him. What an honor is this! We need to recognize this. This is an honor. We are given the opportunity to address Him in our prayer. There are, let's say, about a billion and a half believers, Muslims, in this world, and there are about 7 billion people. That leaves about 5.5 billion people who are not invited to that court. We need to understand the privilege of this. Together with his smallness, Ustad Nursi says, together with his smallness, nothingness, loneliness, To enter the station of an indulged guest, an important person of duty through his connection to the owner of the Day of Judgment, who is the Sultan of pre-eternity and post-eternity, God. But how do we enter there? How do we enter that court? In what state? Together with his smallness, nothingness and loneliness. We enter there in that state we don't enter with pomp, they won't take us. Nobody has the right to have... Nobody has any right to any pomp in his presence because it all belongs to him and deservedly so. It's not a transgression for him to praise himself. For us, we don't do that. We we, we cannot praise ourselves. We know our limitations together with his smallness, nothingness, and loneliness, the human spirit, to enter the station of an indulged guest, an important person of duty, through his connection to the owner of the Day of Judgment, who is the Sultan of pre-eternity and post-eternity, Then to present the worship and beseechment of assistance that is in the great congregation of the cosmos and its tremendous totality. What is this? We talked about this in the pre- previous episode too. Everything in the creation glorifies and worships God and asks for his assistance on their own behalf, but not humans. Humans glorify God, worship him, ask for his assistance on their own behalf, but also they present the worship and beseechment of assistance. That is in the great congregation of the cosmos, in its tremendous totality, in the name of the entire creation, on behalf of the entire creation, by saying, <laughs> You alone, we, not I, you alone we worship, and you alone we beseech for assistance. This is what humans say. Humans are in a position to present the worship and glorification and prayers and supplications of the entire creation to God. And this, this too happens in prayer. When we say, and to ask for being guided to the illuminated road of the straight path, that goes to eternal bliss through the darkness, through the darkness of the future by saying, اِهْدِنَا الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Guide us to the straight path. And we say this in the Fatiha too, of course. Guide us to the straight path. The future is dark. We do not know the straight path. We do not know where to go, how to go, which path to take, and the dangers of the road, and how to protect from them, and so on and so forth. But he does. He does, and we are connected to him, and we ask for his assistance. We ask for his assistance to be able to find and stay on that illuminated road of the straight path. And to go go to ruku'ah, that is to bend down before God, saying, Allahu Akbar, God is the greatest. And contemplating that the sons that hide, like the plants and animals that are asleep now, as well as the stars that are awake are in His service each like a private soldier. So, the sun, the moon, all the suns of all the planets, all the stars, all, all, all, everything, everything, all those massive, enormous bodies in the creation, in the cosmos that we see, they are all in His service each are in his service, like a private soldier, and they are his, that is God's, lamps and servants in this realm, that is a guest house. It is like a guest house, and the, the firmament is the this, this ceiling, and he ornamented that ceiling, embellished that ceiling with these lamps. They are in his service, they do whatever he tells them to do. Then to think of the great prostration of the entire creation. The entire creation is prostrating, yes. That is, to think how in the way that these creatures went to sleep at night, all varieties of creatures in each century, even the earth, even the entire world, prostrate in utmost order, saying, Allahu Akbar, God is the greatest, on the prayer rug of setting at nightfall. The sun, when it sets, It meets the ground in in our sight. It meets the ground in the horizon. Our forehead meets the ground in sajda. So the sun's setting and the disappearance of everything in creation that the sunlight was making apparent, visible for us, is their sajda, is their prostration. They are each like obedient soldiers they prostrate in utmost order saying, Allahu Akbar on the prayer rug of setting at nightfall when, when they are discharged like an orderly army, each like obedient soldiers from their worldly duty of worship. So they are like soldiers, they are like an army and they are being demobilized now, discharged. Go home. Go to where you feel comfortable. They are discharged but they are still... Like obedient soldiers, they are discharged from their worldly duty of worship with the command of Kun Yakun, be and it is. That is, when they are sent into the realm of the unseen. Then, also to think how, in the way that they are reassembled, part in substance and part in form, with a cry of revival and awakening that comes from the command of Kun Yakun, be and it is. So, all these things that are disappearing now, that do not even leave traces behind. We know that there will be a day after the night. We know that there will be spring again after winter. We know that although they are going into darkness, they are disappearing now. Their Lord is permanent, and He is not going to waste them. We understand that with a cry of revival, When Israfil will beloved the the Sur, with a cry of revival and awakening that comes from the command of Kun Kun be and it is, then rise and stand with hands bound before them in the service of the Master. So in the prayer, Asha prayer, as if we died, as if we are being reassembled, we rise and stand with, with our hands bound before ourselves in the service of the master and so does the entire creation we think of that we we contemplate how they will be resurrected and reassembled and how they will be standing before their lord expecting waiting for his command and for this small human being to follow their example so they're all prostrating to follow their example example of what Example of the creation and to prostrate saying Allahu Akbar God is the greatest in a state of love filled with oh or love mixed with oh and self-effacement that yields, yields everlastingness because it is mixed with everlastingness and humility that yields dignity, humility before God yields dignity at the gate of appeal of the presence of of the merciful one who is full of perfection and the mercy giver who is full of beauty. Demek şu 5 vakit her biri birer inkılab azimin işaratı ve icraat-ı cesime-i Rabbâniyenin emaratı ve inâmât-ı ilâhiyen ilahiyenin alamâtı olduklarından borç ve zinmet olan farz namazın o zamanlara tahsisi nihayet hikmettir that means that these five allocated times of prayer are each the indicator of a tremendous transformation, pointers to colossal acts of the Lord, and signs of universal divine blessings, and that there is utmost wisdom in the allocation of the obligatory prayers, which are an obligation, a a debt to be paid, a trust that there is utmost wisdom in the allocation of the obligatory prayers at these times that is the wisdom yes this is the end of the ninth word Hustad Nursi finishes with a beautiful dua as he does many times uh, we will read the dua in Arabic and then try to give a brief translation or maybe interpretation of that subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma إِنَّكَ alimul hakim, And of course this is what we say at the end of each of our readings. O oh Lord, we have no knowledge except for that that you have taught us. Indeed, you are all-knowing and all-wise. And then there comes a salawat that Ustad Nursi has written at the end of the ninth word. اللهم صل وسلم على من أرسلته معلماً لعبادك ليعلمهم كيفية معرفتك والعبودية لك ومعرفاً لكنوز أسمائك وترجماناً لآيات كتابك آئناتك ومرآة بعبوديته لجمال ربوبيتك وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وَرْحَمْنَا وَرْحَمْ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ آمِينَ يَا Allahumma اللهم wa الله O oh God, send your uh, peace, salutations and blessings عَلَى مَنْ On the one or to the one whom you have sent as a teacher. Who is that? Who is that teacher? لِيبادك. to To your slaves. So that, or in order to teach them how to know you, and how to worship you. So, who is that teacher? Of course, the Prophet. He was sent down to teach us how to know God and how to worship God. And as a uh, again, a teacher of or as somebody who shows the way to the treasures of your names, the treasures, the beautiful names, the treasures of the beautiful names of God and as a translator to the or for the signs uh, that you have placed in this book of the cosmos and as a mirror with his worship, or in his worship to uh, the beauty of your lordship. وعلى إله وعلى آله and on, uh, you know, send peace and blessings and salutations on his family and on his com- companions all together. And have mercy on us and on the believing uh, and on the believing men and women, Amin. rahimin O God, accept from us for for your mercy, O oh, the most merciful of mercy givers. So we finished the ninth word. It is one of those treatises that addresses the the heart a lot, but. As in most of the Risaleinur, or perhaps in the entire Risale Inur, or maybe we should put it this way, as is the method of the Risale Inur, the the eye of the intellect and the eye of the heart remain open throughout this treatise. Of course, it is for somebody who believes God, for it is it is written for a believer. For a non-believer, the allocation of the times of the five daily prayers cannot be imagined to have wisdom because everything is accidental in this universe if you, if one does not believe a creator. So the ninth word is one of those three where this is most apparent, most obvious. It looks to the heart and the intellect simultaneously. There is a lot in it as we mentioned in the previous episode at the end of our discussion of the Maghrib prayer too, there is a lot packed into it. It would not be sufficient to read it once and assume that you understood it. We may know about it by reading it once, but to benefit from it, we need to read it again and again and internalize these meanings and most importantly, learn about our Lord, to learn our Lord. This it at the end all boils down to any and every human being knowing their Lord first. And this is a beautiful way to travel to that destination because it is a piece of advice that is written by someone who was witnessing with his intellect and with his heart the same phenomenon, the same things at the same time. الحمد لله سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العلم الحكيم وآخر الضاباه من الحمد لله رب العالمين